Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 59 of the Medical Device Success podcast and videocast. I am Ted Newell, your host. Thanks for being with me today. I really appreciate those that are coming back and listening to podcast after podcast. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome. It's great to have you here. The subject of today's podcast is the new art and science of medtech sales. And your subject matter for today is me, yours truly, Ted Newell. I'm going to handle it today with a little bit of research. I think we're going to have a very interesting few minutes here together. And the agenda, what we're going to cover is we're going to quickly go through some things because you're already familiar with them, but the definitions of art and science, what are the traditional art-related personality traits, the traditional science-related traits and skills, and then we're going to spend some time on our changing environment, the new art traits, and the new science traits and skills that we need to have in place to respond to this environment, and then what your next steps could be. So that's what we're going to cover on today's podcast. And some of you know that I am also the host of the MedTech Leaders community. This is a small but growing community of mainly sales and marketing professionals and MedTech leaders. We've got a number of CEOs in the group that help each other out with best practices, problems, solutions, ideas, and successes. So if you want to learn more about that, go to medtechleaders.net. Again, that's medtechleaders.net. If you like this program, please recommend it to a friend, rate it, subscribe to it, and feel free to leave comments. Also, feel free to make requests of subject matters you'd like to hear about or if you need me to do something for you. So, for example, a number of people from, a po- from several podcasts ago have asked me to send them an embedded video just so they can see what it's like. No problem. I'll do it. Just send me an email. So now let's get on to the subject at hand, which is the new art and science in medtech sales. Okay, it's time to get started. But just as sort of a fun introduction as we're getting started. As I was researching for this and going through some of my own materials and looking at stuff online, when I was going through my bookshelf, and for those of you that are watching the video cast, I'm going to put this up on the screen here so you can see it or hold it up to the camera. This is a Boy Scout merit badge book called Salesmanship that I picked up in an antique store. I found the receipt in the back of it. I picked this up in 2005 at an antique store, just couldn't help myself because I've always been in sales of some sort in my life. And this was actually printed in 1962. Very interesting. And some of the requirements are spot on. They still apply to today, believe it or not, which is sort of good. But some of them are also a little bit old fashioned. But They want the poor Boy Scout to, in uniform, visit a business concern and learn how their product is sold and describe the selling process. So even back then, they're talking about a selling process. When in fact, today, from the research I was doing, there are still about 
40 to 50%, depending on the industry, 40 to 50% of companies do not follow a sales process. Hard to believe, but it's true. But back in 1962, the Boy Scout Merit Badge book was talking about a sales process. And then uh, one of them is explain what you understand to be the meaning of the statement that every man is a salesman. He must sell himself, his time, his ideas, and his service. That's sort of interesting. And you can see there's a little bit of a sexist leaning in this book. Everything is about a man. There's nothing in here about a woman. So obviously out of date, but it was fun to leaf through the salesmanship merit badge series. And then I went online and I found out that the Boy Scouts still have a merit badge on series, but the Girl Scouts, it's pretty amazing because as you know, they're famous for their Girl Scout cookies and they have a series of badges that can be earned in the process of selling those Girl Scout cookies, which are great. We almost buy them every year. And um, for those of you overseas that don't know about it, it's a big thing in the United States, Girl Scout cookies. But I was pretty impressed with the various badges, you know, CEO badge, an entrepreneurship badge, a marketing badge. They had a whole bunch of stuff related to selling Girl Scout cookies. So it's possible. It's possible that the ladies have the upper hand. Sorry, guys. So let's get on to the subject. Let me pull up. Let me share the screen here and pull up the agenda so we can start talking about the new art and science of med tech sales. So here you have it. You can see the agenda, which I mentioned earlier. So we'll move on. So first of all, let's just talk about art. And when I was doing the research for this, it was interesting because some people said that sales is a completely a science now. And other people said it was an art and a science. I believe it's a blend of the two. So if you look at the definition of art, the expression or application of human creative skill and imagination, typically in a visual form, such as a painting or sculpture, producing works to be appreciated primarily for their beauty or emotional power. Now, of course, we know that writing a book is a form of art. So literature is a form of art as well. So this definition is not entirely accurate in my mind, but it's really close because it's talking about the application of human creative skill and imagination. And I really do believe that for the scientific part of sales to be effective, you need to be also effective at the artistic side of sales. Sure, you can succeed purely on the science, but I think the people that are the real leaders in sales are the people that have that artistic component of creative skill and imagination. So the definition of science is the intellectual and practical activity encompassing the objective and systematic study of the structure and behavior of the physical and natural world through observation and experiment. So objective and systematic study, observation and experiment, intellectual and practical. These are all key terms in the definition of science. And for sure, over the last 20 years, sales has become more and more scientific. So let's move on here and talk about what are the traditional art-related traits. And of course, genuine interest in people, persistence, integrity, desire to win, 
enthusiasm and positive outlook, natural confidence, moxie, charisma, communication, and persuasiveness. And for those of you uh, international listeners that don't know what the term moxie means, it's almost a blend between natural confidence and charisma and persistence. There's something about moxie. It's like a certain kind of edge that you have in your personality that takes you a little bit further than other people might go in the process of persuasion. But I'm just going to rattle through those. We're not going to talk about each one individually because you know what I'm talking about if you're listening to this podcast, and I don't need to explain these things to you. And that's not the point of this, but just to sort of go over what the traditional art-related traits are. And then the traditional science-related traits are being disciplined, being a good listener, being methodical, having good judgment, proactive and self-starting, reliable, intelligent, and self-aware. And by the way, one of the resources I looked at for this podcast was a book that I wrote many years ago on getting a high-paying sales job. And it was interesting. I haven't looked in my own book for a long, long time. And it was interesting to go look in that book and see what I had put down as science-related traits. And now we're talking about the traditional science-related skills. And we're just going to quickly go through these. We're not going to talk about each one because as earlier in the traditional art-related skills, you already know what we're talking about. So it's organization, questioning, presentation, structured communication, problem solving, sales process, product knowledge, company knowledge, and follow-up. So those are the traditional science-related selling skills that support the science-related traits. But now let's talk about our new environment and what, how this changes the whole concept of the art and science of medtech sales. First major bullet on this slide is that we have reduced access to healthcare professionals. And there are several factors contributing to this. One is that credentialing is getting tighter. COVID-19 and its variants are making everybody in the healthcare ecosystem very nervous. You know, we thought we were going to be out of COVID-19 by the end of this year and that we'd have it primarily under control, especially in the United States. But the Delta variant has proved us wrong. And there are other variants on the horizon. So we don't... the. So it creates a a level of uncertainty and nervousness, and that creates resistance. Purchasing processes have changed accordingly. And the next major bullet is that more stakeholders are in the purchasing process. And this has been accelerated by the pandemic. So this started, you know, several years ago, as there's been consolidation in various parts, various specialties in med tech. And there's consolidation in the hospitals that had already started, but the pandemic accelerated it as witnessed by my interviews with Mark Dixon, several podcasts ago and Joel Schumann, just a couple podcasts ago, you know, more physicians are being employed by the hospital systems and by private equity groups. 
We just talked about the hospital system consolidation. And then there's practice consolidation. Sometimes practices are getting together to make larger, more effective groups. It could be that the practices make this decision and make this investment themselves, or it could be private equities involved. But the fact that you have more stakeholders means that more people are involved in deciding to purchase products. Again, that creates more resistance and a greater challenge on the sales side for medtech. The next major bullet is the accelerated drive to reduce cost while improving outcomes. That only got greater in 2020 because the hospitals were put under so much pressure due to the pandemic, losing a lot of elective surgery time. They got some of it back. Now, depending on what state you're in, some hospitals are losing elective surgery time again. There's the shift to ambulatory surgical care centers. Meanwhile, hospitals are buying some of them up. All this stuff is going on as the hospital ecosystem is looking to reduce costs. They still want to improve outcomes. That's the good news. So if you have technology that's going to improve outcomes, you're on your way. But you have to understand the ecosystem that you're going to try to communicate your value proposition to. The next major bullet, customers have greater access to information and disinformation, and they want the content on their own terms. And they want content that has value. They don't want puff pieces. They don't want you know, things that only work on features and benefits. Sure, they're interested in benefits, but they want it communicated in to them in a way that addresses their greatest area of interest. And they have the tools to do that. And we'll talk about that in a minute. And then the new means of communication, primarily, I mean, digital, but I'm also thinking social. So we've got the virtual means, which we all got involved in in 2020 using virtual meetings and such. And then we've got social media has only exploded. And it's a great way to communicate content. And it's a great way to meet healthcare professionals on their own terms when they have time and they can absorb the content effectively, which is only in your best interest. But there are new ways of doing this that traditionally med tech companies have not been very good at, especially on the social media side. And so you can go back a couple podcasts to the one I did with Scott Alexander of Gyrus Micromarketing, where he proved that Facebook is a very effective way of communicating content to physicians. And the next major bullet is traditional lead generating methods are not as effective. And we all know that because we took a big hit on trade shows. Not that they were that effective to begin with, but we did rely on them quite a bit. Many of them have gone hybrid, so they're partial virtual and they're partial face-to-face. But my understanding is that the trade show floors have not been very busy because people don't want to be in a crowd going back to COVID-19 and its variants. So we've got to find new ways to communicate because the new environment is changing. If you can think of additional elements to our new environment, let me know and I'll gather those and communicate those to uh, people in future podcasts. Now, the next slide we talk about, so what is the new art of sales? traits 
And the first major bullet I'm saying is to be a good interpreter. Now, of course, as salespeople, we've always had to be good interpreters, but it we have to take it to another level, especially in virtual environments. We have to be very careful about what we're watching for, what we're listening for in a virtual conversation, even in face-to-face conversations. It might be a little bit stressful due to the environment that we're in, but we have to be a really good interpreter. So I would say that that is part of the creative art that we have to demonstrate in this new era. And it's more important than it was in the past. And it sort of balances out the concept of the science of good listening. The second major bullet is to be a good conductor of cross-functional and cross-stakeholder interaction. By cross-functional, I mean within your organization, because it will be more important going forward to bring different people of your team together to have an effective virtual communication of your value propositions to prospective customers. And that's the advantage of the virtual world, which we've pointed out in the past, is that if you're virtual, it's easy to pull people into a virtual program to add their value to what you're communicating to your audience. That's that's the good news. You have to have the skill to set up that presentation that way, but you also have to be a good conductor of your teammates, whether it's a product manager, maybe it's a key opinion leader that helps the company out, maybe it's a, a technical expert, um, medical la- uh, medical liaison that works for the co- company. You have to be the conductor. And the reason I chose that word, humorous aside, is that my wife and I have been watching Mozart in the Jungle on Amazon Prime, and it is pretty funny, but it just makes me really think about the ability to pull a group of people with a lot of different skills and talents together to make something quite beautiful. And that's your job. That's your job as a, as a salesperson today in the new art and sales, uh, the new art of sales and science in medtech. And the second part of being a good conductor is cross-stakeholder interaction. And that's leading the effort to gain agreement amongst customer stakeholders. So you have to really understand who the stakeholders are and the influencers are in the chain of the sales process and ecosystems that are probably a bit larger and are getting larger by the day that you have to deal with. So you have to understand who these people are and make sure you can bring them together and help them communicate with each other So they're all on the same page related to your product or service. I think that's those are the two major new art of the sales traits, good interpretation and being a good conductor. If you can think of something else, let me know. Then on the science side, the new science of sales traits and skills, we have a number of things. First of all, the first major bullet is being an effective utilization of sales enablement. Use sales processes and make sure they're different for different products and for different value propositions and for different stakeholders. You know, adjust it for the new environment and for the new stakeholders. And when I say adjusted for the new environment, that means you have to take into consideration, you know, the virtual environment, so to speak. But as I said earlier, 40 to 50% of Companies are not using a sales process. 
That blows me away. Use the CRM. Don't just use it as a glorified contact management system. Use it to help you be more efficient. Take some time. A little time invested in CRM can reap tremendous benefits in terms of your efficiency and your and your ability to be more effective in this new era. And then virtual communication and presentation skills. Make sure you have those nailed down. Those of you that have been listening to me for a while, you've heard that over and over again, so I don't want to beat it into the ground. But practice these skills and make sure you understand them, which sort of leads into the next major bullet. So I will beat a little bit of this in, into the ground. But enhanced use of current technology to communicate content and to communicate the content your company has. So for example, PowerPoint, that's a current technology. You've been using PowerPoint for years, but do you, do you know how to use Zoom in PowerPoint? Not the Zoom that I'm using right now. It's a totally different thing in PowerPoint, but do you know how to use it to emphasize different parts of the presentation? Do you know how to use the navigation tools of PowerPoint so you can move quickly to an area of interest for your prospect in a virtual presentation, as opposed to just flipping through the slides to get them, which looks really unprofessional. Face-to-face -face people put up with it, but virtually it's only, it's only exaggerated and amplified how unprofessional that looks. So that's just an example of making sure you understand how to use a current technology, PowerPoint being the current technology, to um, be more effective. And then smartphone and, and tablets, make sure you know how to use those effectively. The next major bullet is use of new technologies and platforms. So a good example is the virtual communication platforms. We've mentioned that a little bit earlier, but make sure you know how to use it really effectively so it seems seamless. And you might have to know how to use additional platforms. If you're invited into a presentation, and let's say you're always using Zoom when you're inviting people, but now let's say a value analysis committee at a hospital system has invited you and they may require that you use something else, Microsoft Meetings. I doubt if they're going to use Google Meet, but you never know. But they might be using a different platform. You need to understand how all these platforms work. So make sure you, you cover that. Um, another platform is called Eat Engage. And we had a podcast on video cast on this a long time ago. And Eat Engage is a very easy and inexpensive way to make sure that your audience is served food. So let's say you're getting a key opinion leader together with several people in your territory to answer questions and or talk about a particular technology or service that you have. You can use Eat Engage. It's not expensive to make sure people have a choice of a really good meal. It gets delivered on time. It's perfect. It's warm. They're happy. They're eating. They think you're more professional and they are more appreciative of what you're trying to do, and you have their attention. It's been proven that people that use Eat Engage are more likely to show up and more likely to pay attention to the program. So um, Merck uses it. If it's good enough for Merck, it's good enough for everybody. And then another one that's newer, and I'll have a podcast on this in a few weeks, is called Vidi Plus, V-I-D-I, capital P-L-U-S, Vidi Plus. 
And that's a unique way of bringing your device or your product, whether it's a piece of capital equipment or it's a surgical instrument, whatever it might be, bringing it into your virtual environment. Let's say it's Zoom or it could be you know, Microsoft meeting and it floats there. It doesn't take up a large part of the screen. So you are still a major part of the screen. You're st still talking to the customer and then you can actually grab your instrument or your piece of capital equipment, move it around, focus in on certain parts of it, point certain parts out. You can actually reach in and point out things um, that you're trying to make, you know, that you're trying to emphasize to your customer. It is so cool and it's so professional looking that it would only enhance your image with your with your prospect. I think it will only make you and your company seem more technologically adept and perhaps give people more confidence in what you're offering. It's a great way to communicate. Vidi Plus, more on that in a couple of weeks. The next major bullet is higher bar in knowledge. You know, and that's for you. You have a, a higher bar that you're going to have to meet in terms of your knowledge of a number of things because your healthcare professionals, they're consuming information from a number of platforms. Are you paying attention to these platforms? Do you know what the platforms are saying about you and your product? Are you reading the different media pieces that come out in your, the particular specialty that you address? Are you and or reading the journals, especially being up to date on the articles related to your uh, technology or service? You need to be on top of this stuff. And also, how is it being presented in social media? You need to be on top of that. And the final bullet is corporate account knowledge is more important than ever because there's a lot of resistance in the corporate account area as hospital systems are trying to deal with the pandemic and the financial injury that they've suffered. You really need to understand how your company is engaged in corporate accounts, the details. You can't just sit back and say, well, I know our company has a contract with the hospital that you go to, so you'll be able to get our product. You can request it. You need to do more than that. You need to be able to tell the end user who, that might be a physician or a nurse, the technician that might be handling the equipment or the instrument or the disposable um, the and or the purchasing person at that particular location for the hospital system. You need to be able to interact with all of them and tell them clearly how your corporate contract works. So those are the new elements of the science of sales and traits, uh, traits and skills in med tech. Having said all of that, We've gone from the um, salesmanship merit badge for Boy Scouts and Girl Scout cookies all the way to what are our next steps going to be. First big step, I would say, is to audit your sales system for weaknesses. So is there a plan in place to address the new environment? You know, are the sales processes up to date and differentiated by stakeholder? You can delegate all this stuff. Have a corporate accounts expert review your corporate accounts management. And that you might say, well, we've got a contract, Ted. It's all in place. But are you really maximizing that contract? There's more to corporate accounts than just having a contract. There's a relationship. There's people that help implement the corp um, that contract across numerous entities 
within a hospital ecosystem, are you maximizing that? And would a three or four or $5,000 investment for an audit pay off in 20 or 50 or $100,000 or a million dollars in additional sales? It's worth it. I guarantee you. Tools and training. Be sure your sales team has the tools and training to succeed. Training, training, training. We're watching all the football mini camps, the exhibition games. We just saw all the Olympics. We saw real professionals that invest a ton of time in training and studying and watching videos and perfecting themselves so they can achieve. We're professionals too. We have to do the same thing. And finally, on the sales side, change the hiring profile of your sales representatives going forward and make sure that that hiring profile fits the new art and uh, science of sales and med tech. Make sure it fits because it's changed. On the marketing side, audit your marketing support. Is it content-oriented so that it's easy to consume? Sure, it will lead to benefits and features and those discussions and the content, but is it taking the tack of being something of interest to the doctor or the nurse or the healthcare professional that's consuming it? And then does it identify and nurture prospects and feed them into the CRM system so that your salespeople can pick up on it? And then maybe even create cadences to keep that prospect engaged and to score how well they're involved in and or, and or how interested they are in the product so that your salesperson can see that as well. Those would be my recommended next steps. Now, let's say you're a sales professional and you're at a company that doesn't seem to take a lot of this kind of professionalism and sales management to heart. Well, you're still a sales professional. If you're listening to this podcast, you're a sales professional or you're a marketing professional. You care. You're trying to learn something new. So what I would suggest is try to employ these things yourself. You know, we've got a lot of content in the podcasts going back. There's a lot of video casts in the uh, MedTech Leaders community, uh, or you can go to YouTube. You can find great programs on YouTube to learn how to use PowerPoint better or to learn how to use virtual tools better and to be a better sales professional yourself. Create a mastermind group. We've got them in the MedTech Leaders community, but you can create one yourself, like within your own teammates, your sales teammates. Are there a couple other sales reps that you really respect that are really professional? Get them together on a call. Have your own sort of shadow sales team or sales management where you get together and practice things with each other. Discuss your own sales best practices. If you don't have a sales process at your company, create a sales process amongst you and your colleagues. You can always offer it up to management and just say, hey, by the way, I've been doing this and it works really well. And it might be why I'm doing 25% better than Joe Blow over here or, or Sally Smith over there. So you can always do this yourself. The same thing goes for sales managers that have medium to you know, small to medium-sized sales teams underneath them. You can employ these things yourself. You don't have to wait for somebody to grant you this privilege on high. Do it yourself and follow the metrics and see what it does for you. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. And on the marketing side, it's the same thing. 
some of this stuff is elbow grease. It's just a little extra work, a little extra knowledge, and you can employ these things and put them into practice and then tell the people above you, Hey, look what I've done. I think it's helpful. You know, can you give me support so I can do some more? Okay. I think that's enough. I think we've covered the new art and science of sales in med tech or the new art and science of med tech sales. However, we want to call this podcast. I appreciate you being here today. Thanks for spending a lot of time with me. And I really wish you the best as we keep going forward in these uncertain times, but I'm confident in all of you listeners, and I think you can do a good job. So go win your week. 